Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about it's a total coincidence but i'm actually recording in my bedroom tonight ian um and i'm thinking that's could be fortuitous because i might nod off and if i if i do i'm in the right place for it aren't i i i, I thought you were going to go down some weird um dominator route there <laughs> you're in your bedroom and then you're a dominator outfit i was gonna say oh bloody hell um yeah i mean if if you're gonna fall asleep to a uh, a story um, I, I can't think of a better one to fall asleep to I do know of people who do listen to podcasts it helps them go off to sleep and oh, I think yeah. I think with this one well there you go you know you're suffering from insomnia listener listen to us talking about this yes there's um I always think because pe- people go on about like the worst movies ever they go oh Edward's movies worst movies ever and they're not they're really enjoyable and they do what they do quite well um to my mind the biggest sin for any movie or tv program is if it's boring mm. and I'm, I'm i'm racking my brains now to think is there a, is there a more boring classic who i can only think of one which is the um the the john pertry one is it uh the uh, the one with the minotaur and Oh, the, um, the, 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 the is it the time monster? Time monster, yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of that's that's possibly equally boring mm. as this one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's when it's when these are sort of stories where ten minutes after you've watched them, you're struggling to remember what happened. Yeah, well, I've got a favour to ask of you tonight, right? Yep. And that's um, yes, I've I'd never seen it before. This is my choice. Yeah, it's your I, I, choice. I do apologise, Ian. I mean, sooner or later we would have have to yes. have done it. Um, and uh, because I hadn't seen it before, um, I decided to watch it twice. Right, uh, first okay. time. Yeah, first time watch it. You know, yep. and uh, because I'd never seen it before, and then watch it again, but with the subtitle 2 yes. on yep. which is the information track and you know you can get lots of information and I, I, I must say I got to the end of episode 3 and I haven't watched 4 and 5 again because I, I just couldn't be bothered I don't blame you so it's yeah. kind of over to you Ian for uh, yeah. um, finishing off because it's just so dull yes yeah oh, this boy. is this is um, this is a classic the money's running out Weirdly, it's, it's it's early on in the season, but the money's already run out, um, and so there's lots and lots of filler. There's more filler in this than there was in my original mini that I used to own, and that was yes, pretty much made and that was a filler. lot. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This when you said about it, um, I was quite sort of surprised, and then when you said you hadn't seen it, it's like ah, there's the reason. So, so were you going on like photos of the dominators? Yeah. Yeah. I was going on photos because I was thinking about all <clears> oh, right. 
what shall I choose for my next Patrick Troughton? And I was looking at images, and it's like, wow, right. I know what the quarks look like, but I don't know anything more. I know what the Dominators look like, because it's always that photo of Ronald Allen scowling. And it's like, oh, this might be the thing. And then when I just started, I went on IMDb and just scrolled down, and it's like, that's when I realized that, uh, yeah, the, the quarry scenes, well, some of the quarry scenes, were filmed about a mile away from where I was born. Yeah. Right? And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So I Googled imaged, you know, the village I was born in, and uh, there is a a pathway, right? There's a, a pedestrian public right-of-way. doesn't go through the quarry, of course, but it skirts round it, you see. And I've got a very good friend called Giles, right? Hello, Giles. He listens to the show. Hello, Hello, Giles. Giles. Yes. Very good friend. I've known him for decades, and he's a big Doctor Who fan, just like us. He would fit in no problem on this show, right? Right. To the degree that because he lives in the town next door to the village that's next door to the quarry, I contacted Giles, and this was, I think, this must have been towards the end of August, and said, are you free one day? How about if... We have a walk down there, walk down the path, go and visit the quarry, see if we can take some photos, and on the way, you could be our very first co-host, and you can tell us your history with Doctor Who, etc. And I thought it was a really good idea. But he's a teacher, and things started ramping up at the end of August, and he just got far too busy. So we had to nix that idea, because there was going to be an extra little recording to go in this one today. And, and I wish there had time. been, because yeah. it might have been a bit more interesting, <coughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I thought, oh, and that was, a, that's what made my mind up. Because also, I, I, I like exploring my family tree, and I know, going back to about 1840 or something like that, there are... Uh, relatives of mine ancestors of mine where qualification or you know job description yeah. was quarry worker right. and that's that quarry so you know back in victorian times my relations were working in the very quarry the that very you see quarry that the dominators dominated yes yes when you see that the dulkiest people carrying polystyrene boulders around that most probably is what relatives of mine were doing for real in that quarry <coughs> i suppose the question was were they wearing curtains? Oh, Jesus. Right. Let, let, let's crack on. Let's get let's started, get shall we? Look, what's going on? Who are you? We are dominators. Both of you stand by that wall. I will not. Now, Jamie. Oh, no, they're not going to invite you. They're meant to be obeyed. Not by me, you're not. Jamie. Why'd you insist? <laughs> It is pointless to struggle. My quarks have used a molecular force to bind your bodies to the wall. What's he going to do with us? Alien races are occasionally of use to us. I intend to probe your physiological makeup. To what? I thought that was quite nice you mentioned Plan 9 from Outer Space, because this opening... With all these many, many flying saucers. Yeah. I wasn't <clears throat> expecting that. Well, it, it's... It, it, I mean... Because I, I, I had... I put it on. Because I've seen it a few times. Um, and I've never been impressed with it. 
Are uh, you trying to sleep when you put them? Yeah, I, I generally, yeah, if I'm, if I'm feeling a bit sort of, uh, I'm not very tired, but I need to sleep for something, I'll put, <laughs> put this on. on the Dominators. Yeah. Weirdly, I um, I was going to watch it one episode a night because it's, it's, it's lethal if you watch them in a row. But I ended up watching them in a row. You did, didn't you? I did, did. and it was it was a silly thing to do because about halfway through episode four, Anne had to wake me up. (laughs) She goes, "Don't leave me watching this rubbish." Um, It's deathly dull. But this first episode, so I I put it on, and I I always think, "What will Eric be thinking?" Put myself in Eric's mind as he's watching this, and I thought, "Oh, perhaps I've got it wrong because this is okay. This you get." You get some nice model shots. Not mm. they're not convincing at all, but for Doctor Who of this era, they're quite ambitious. Quite ambitious yes. model shots. You get a fleet of saucers, a planet. Very you know, Mars attached, I landed. thought. Very much so, yeah, very much so. Um so I thought, Oh, I've I've misjudged this and this actually this would be a good one. No, it's episode two. Uh, <laughs> um and that's when it all goes off. But yeah, these these early shots, I mean, yes, yeah, very uh, Mars attacks. I mean, we don't very often see a fleet of spaceships, do we? No, and I, I do wonder, as this story unfolds, what the bloody hell are the rest of the fleet doing? Are they in orbit, well, we waiting? Never, we never really find out much about the Dominators. They're, they are a mysterious race. I'm always reminded, I don't know whether you used to listen to um, Peter Cook when he used to do his E.L. Wisty. No. Uh, and it, it was a, a character is he was a very boring elderly man and in one of them he, de- he decides he wants to be a dominator and so he puts an advert in a paper saying can I dominate you and, and I, every time I watch this when they come out <laughs> and they introduce themselves as dominators I think of E.L. Wistie um, but we don't really find out a lot I mean they're, they're, their name is a bit on the nose isn't it if they they call themselves the dominators mm. and they, they like to dominate people <laughs> Um, they're, they're weird people that they don't ever look at each other. No. They're always doing that, looking to the horizon acting. Well, if, he, if you're Ronald Allen, you're looking more towards the camera, aren't you? He, yes. likes, he likes his big close-ups. Yeah, he, he did, he did, um, he did ironically dominate the, the frame, didn't he, when he came out? Um, but what, what do they do? When they've, when they've dominated these planets... I, I don't quite know what they're doing. It's, it's the Klingon proverb, uh, problem, isn't it? Where you can't imagine the Klingons doing normal stuff. No, no. And I can't imagine these Dominators doing anything remotely scientific or, you know, producing food. Is there a farm with some Dominators on with their can big you, shoulder pads? Can you imagine them trying to, like, cook a meal together? Yeah. You know, it's just total one-upmanship all the time, isn't it? Yeah, I've cooked the egg. Well, I've cooked two... It'll be like Fanny yeah. Craddock and Johnny, won't it? It you know? would, actually, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah Do you yeah. think Fanny was a dominator? <laughs> There's a T-shirt. There's a T-shirt. Um, yeah, so, so it, yeah, it starts off, and it's quite... You think this is going to be... Oh, wait, this is going to be different, this. You know, new season. Oh, this is going to be all right. Um, but it, it goes rapidly downhill, doesn't it? it? And it's a shame, because it's got lots of things going for it, this story. It's got some location footage which obviously we didn't get a huge amount of um, in the black and white era. Um, it's visiting a quarry, which, which surprisingly, they didn't visit quarries a lot. No, you said you know, that. I was quite yeah. surprised. I'd never known that, never yeah, thought about it's, that. It's one of those things where you, everyone just assumes every, every week the Doctor visits a quarry. Not that often early on. In fact, not that often in Classic Who at all. Mm. Um, so, so we've got you know a good guest cast... 
some of some of them are, are not good, but so, you know, you got some good actors in here. You got Brian Can. Um, it should be a good story. It should be. It should, <laughs> it should be. be. But I, I, I think. We'll have to chart just when it starts going downhill, yes, shall yeah. we? So, yeah, we've got these various, you know, establishing special effects shots of, of the, you know, the flying, flying saucers, yeah. um, you know, ending up with a, a, a painting of one. That's obviously a, that, that, that glowy yes. out of focus white one is a painting on a piece of glass. And then they either lower the, lower the piece of glass over a photo of the quarry or lift up the photo of the quarry behind the piece of glass. Um, and then we cut to the large model yeah. of it. Did you know the large model of it was actually supposed to have partly buried itself into the into the quarry? A bit like the um, Mavellan ships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very similar to the Mavellan ships as well, isn't it? The design yeah. is quite similar. Um, that, that would have been nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they land, don't they, these guys? And they, they come out sort of straight away... Um, Oh, what then? It Rag is it Rago and it's Rago and Toba. Toba, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're immediately at odds with each other, aren't they? They're not getting on. I imagine this must have been an awkward journey for them. I mean, this this is how. I, I you've got to get used to this because you're going to see this yeah. a lot. Yeah. This like the way they stand, almost like you know, forty five degrees angle yeah. to each other. As you say, looking off into the distance, snarling. Um, you know, with this very extreme heavy makeup on their faces. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, old Ronald, old Rago, um, always looking towards the camera. With this scowl, it's like a Judge Dredd scowl, isn't yes. it? It's, it's, it's interesting, because, again, we, we, we would have seen photos of these uh, before we definitely saw the actual people and in photos they look they look interesting don't they these costumes it's like oh these these look interesting when you actually see them in in the uh, the real life of vidfire so it's very i mean to be fair this D, this dvd is a is gorgeous picture quality it's mm. really clear but that they're tatty the even yeah. in episode one and they get all this all the outfits and all the sets and everything gets tattier as it yeah. goes on um but you look at it and you think oh god this is just this is just like strips of foam over polystyrene and it doesn't quite work and then you see their their uh, their sort of trousers and top and it's like it reminds me of the um the the sharda creature mm, yeah you know like little little platelets all sewn together um it's it's, a, it's an interesting look but it's, it's very strange but yeah they rapidly they don't so much deliver lines as they shout out exposition don't they yep it's Absolutely. Like, yeah, we're 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 dominators, and we dominate things, and we need to conquer this planet, and our fleet needs fuel, and and it's like you you must both know this. Yeah. Why are you talking about it? And don't I? This could be a complete drinking game. Is oh, every yeah. time you know Rago mentions the quarks have to conserve their energy. Yes. You know this. This is ongoing. It's just rinse and repeat of of um, Ronald Allen saying. Conserve energy, and the other guy going distract everything. Yes, uh, yeah, that, yeah. It just goes on and on and on. Um, mm. It's it's quite. It gets quite dull after a while. So you. So then we cut away to the the other characters in this story, and you and you think, oh, good, let's cut away to someone quite less dull. Oh, oh, the dullest people. Um, in the lemon juice. In a lemon. Yeah, there's a weird shot of. 
of a lemon juicer and some dry ice and it's being pulled along on string and it's got that juddery movement that things being pulled along on string have. Um, and weirdly you think, what, is it a spaceship? And then they say it's, it's a boat, isn't it? It's a ship yes. on the sea. Yes. I so said, how is this? What? It's circular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. So it cuts inside and, and we get the weirdest costumes ever. I mean, 10 out of 10 for... for you know, trying to make something look a bit alien, but zero out of ten for carrying it out. It's um, it's not good at all. I've got written down space nappies, but yeah, yes, they do yeah. look like curtains, don't they? They are yeah, just... they're, they're sort of the, all the women are wearing just a, a, a legless leotard and this like wispy sort of gauze neck stuff, curtain. Neck curtain. Yeah, and all the men are wearing. <laughs> like a, a a sleeveless top which you know the only person the only person that can get away with a sleeveless top is snake pliskin yeah everyone else looks like pasty british people in a sleeveless top um and then they've got this this sort of ruffled curtain running round a pelmet at sort <laughs> of at tit level it's very strange and to um, make it even stranger i didn't realize the weakling scum from Horns yes, of Nymon, I know. Was, in it. was he was he never young? He hasn't changed. No, he? no, he looks exactly the yeah, same as he does in '79. Yeah, ten years earlier. Uh, well, more than that. That's no, more uh, than yeah, that. Yeah. He's he's still going balls. <laughs> it's like poor yes. sod. Um, he's all right though. He's he's sort of underplaying. In fact, most of these most of the Dolkis characters are not not only underplaying it. They're not putting much effort in at all. The most interesting people we meet on Dolkis, unfortunately, the, this band we get here. Um, yeah. And we get some nice little lines from a nice little character. Unfortunately, they're going to die in about four minutes. Yes, they are. Um, and the rest of the Dolkis people we meet are nowhere near as interesting. We meet Cully, mm-hmm. the young tearaway rebel, <laughs> who sa- sadly is in his mid-40s with a comb-over. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, weird casting. This this should have been your, your Ray Brooks type. Yes, yeah. Guy, shouldn't it? This should have been the, the tearaway well, you've got, leather. You've got jacket. a couple of youngsters that we're going to see later yeah. on. They should have all yeah. been like this, yeah. Because they're on the way to the island of death, aren't they? Yeah, the island of death, which in reality is a, a, a school museum. It's yes. not really the island. Again, slightly misnamed. Um, yeah. So he's. So this. This. This is actually re- really interesting. But I don't know whether they they were doing it as interesting. So so Cully's doing these these uh, trips and this is a bit like the trips they used to do into chernobyl so yes. it was like it was like um danger tourism isn't it so yeah like i'll take you without permits to this dangerous place and one of the guys quite rightly points out there's no windows on this ship that how do we know we're there because yes. we're going there and they they don't think they can get out because the island is meant it's a radioactive test ground um, a bit like, you know, we used to, in the 50s, they used to test the nuclear bombs in mm-hmm. different towns and, you know, the Indiana Jones in the fridge scene, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, it's meant to be deadly, so there's deadly radiation on this island, and they've kept it radioactive to teach kids a lesson. A bit harsh. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so they don't, ex- well, so Cully's trip that he's charging supposedly a fortune for to give these people a thrill is that they sit inside a lemon squeezer yep. for two hours. He shows them a picture on the telly, and then yes. two hours later they get out. And I, I agree with the other guy when he says, this could all be a con. Yes. But then, just as you're thinking, 
okay, that's that's quite clever. Yeah, it could be dis- you know discussing uh, the, the you know watching stuff on television versus real life. Blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out that that the radiation is gone. So Cully crashes his ship because he's an idiot. Um, he's he set it so that a radio a radioactive Geiger counter will go off, set off an alarm when he gets too close, and he puts his brakes on at that point. And of course, all the radiation's gone, yes, so there's so no alarm. So he crashes onto the beach. Um, but then it turns out he hasn't got the money yet for this trip. No. Why would you not charge the people beforehand? <laughs> it is all very silly. He's I mean, even if they hadn't crashed, even when they get to the island, yeah. they can't get out the yeah. lemon squeezer because Literally they haven't got radiation suits. Yeah. Because there's meant to be radiation. 170 years, there's meant to be yep. radiation there. And, and you can, if they took radiation suits and they were going to walk about, you could go, okay, I can see the appeal of this. But where's the appeal for this? What... The only way it works is because it is a scam and he would get the money beforehand and then not actually take them. But he's taken all this effort to take someone somewhere that he can't prove he's there. Yeah. It, it does seem a bit uh, silly. This is um, where, you know, I think I'm, my, my, my enthusiasm for the story is starting to crumble. Yes. A little yeah. bit. It, it, it crumbled quite a bit when I saw the outfits that they were wearing. Yep. And then it's like, uh, oh. Um, this, is, this is interminably... Um, sort of shot as well it's very all the ships all, all the studio stuff is very very flat mm. the way it's been shot which is which is strange because the location shooting is actually really nice well we've got location yeah. shooting next haven't we in the quarry where yes. three of them run off to the dominators they've seen the spaceship haven't they and they go to the yep. dominators we haven't seen the quarks yet have we no um, the, the quarks they've talked are the about them. of the week so they're, they're saving them aren't they Yes, yeah, they're, they're, they've talked about them, and they, you, know, you get the feeling these these things are deadly. I do like the um, the first death scene where where it's the a, girls. Yeah, it's, it's a it's very really interesting creepy, effect. Yeah. yeah, that's really yeah. good. Unfortunately, we never see that effect no, again when again. when the quarks open fire. Well, they they burnt their one photograph, didn't they? That's the budget gone. Yes. Um, yeah. So so the quark fires, and then you get a still still shot of the girl, and they they obviously burn it from behind and it all blisters and it's quite i mean for the time it, it would have been quite shocking i think um because we're used to death in doc who being quite clean isn't it it's mm. usually death rays and you the extra falls over waves his arms a bit and that's it and it the other thing that that's quite good as well i think in this first episode is because we've spent an interminable amount of time with these people you've sort of you've, you've assuming they're gonna be the main characters so you sort of buy into it, and there's very much a... They kill them off, and you go, oh, they weren't the main characters. Mm. Which is quite quite a shock for Doctor Who, because, again, we're not really used to them being able to afford characters that don't really do anything. No. Um, so the first episode, I think, works quite well. And it's only when you're, you, you look at your watch and you go, oh, God, we're 20 minutes in, you think, we haven't seen the Doctor yet. No, no. Well, just before we see the Doctor, we've got the first spat between Rago yes. and Toba. Oh, God, yeah. Because, yes, uh, Toba is a bloodthirsty little maniac. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a, a sadist, isn't he? He just it, wants to destroy everything. Yeah, he's the destroyer, not the dominator. Yeah, you he's know? he's the equivalent of like a, a five-year-old that gets their first air gun. Yeah, they he's want just to shoot kill everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We forgot to say, but the reason they're there is... You know, this one flying saucer has come down from this fleet. Yeah. Uh, and they've landed because the fleet is on the way to Epsilon 4. 
um, which is a very Star Trek uh, it's very Star Trek name, yes. Name. Um, they, they've absorbed the local radiation from this yeah. island, um, and they've landed there because the crust is thin. The crust of the planet <laughs> is thin, and there's a life form there that they're going to use or see if they can use as slave labour. Yeah, it's quite quite a, a weirdly convoluted plan in its own right, this, isn't it? Yeah, so they've, they, they need radiation. So they've, sucked, they've discovered, they've detected radiation on this island. Um, and sucked it all up. But also, luckily, this island, weirdly, is the thinnest point of the crust on the planet. Yep. I'm not sure how that works. Maybe the atomic explosion thinned it. Thinned it, perhaps. But you would think, like, just next to it, under the sea, would be thinner, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah. Because the island is, by definition... I don't know, I'm not a geologist, as you can tell. Um, yeah, so... so what they want to do is that the, the island is the thinnest part of the crust. So they're going to uh, drop a nuclear pellet into the crust of the planet, into the magma, then fire four missiles into the magma. This will cause an explosion that will cause a chain reaction that will turn the molten heart of the planet into a radioactive mass. Not sure that's how radiation works, but they're, they're going to turn it into a radioactive mass that then they're basically turn it into a fill-in station, aren't they, yes. for their fleet? Yes. But they only send one ship and two, to be fair, useless gits yes. to do this job. It doesn't seem very uh, well thought out by the Dominator hierarchy. No. My question also is, this fleet is on its way to Epsilon 4. Yes. If this planet, if this Dolkis, hadn't had any radiation, yeah, would they, would they run out of fuel? Yeah. They'd be just be stranded. They're idiots, these people. It's probably why we have never seen them again, isn't it? No, and, and we don't. We see the quarks again, don't we? Yes. We've yeah, had the quark. quark. Well, the quark, not on the TV show. Well, no, not in the TV, yeah. In the war games, you get one lone quark's quark suit. But yeah, they appear a lot in TV comic, don't they? Yes, they, they were yeah. going to be the, the next big Daleks. In this period, because Terry Nation had buggered off with the Daleks to try and make it big in America. Um, uh, spoiler, he didn't. Um... <laughs> And and so the the BBC were desperate to in, introduce something that would rival the Daleks that they could keep. Yeah. You know their their. Mitts well, last on. week we had the war machines, didn't we? we did, this yep. week we've got yep. the quarks. All the same thing. Another thing that is endlessly repeated throughout this story is about how they need to use um, uh, locals as slave labour. Yeah. Right. Well, they 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 say because because the the younger Dominator says that. The quarks can do all the work. They can, exactly. The quarks can easily dig. But then um, Crossroads guy says, no, 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 we need to preserve the quarks energy. I don't know what they're preserving the quarks energy for. Right. Two questions about that, right? Number one, they clearly can do it because yep. the, the quarks do make the four drilling sites and the hole in the middle, right? Yep. There's the, the captives didn't do that without recharging or wearing out but we see them recharge they do that stupid thing with their arms backwards yeah. and forwards like a wind up you know battery you know yeah there's, there's one scene where they they equalize between two quarks you think okay that's all right that's quite clever but yeah at one scene they're in the quarry and the, he goes recharge yeah and i don't know where does that mean that they're recharging their weapons from their internal batteries or are they recharging their batteries? Oh, I thought they I were recharging quite... themselves. Oh, oh yeah, know, it could be the weapons. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure. It's not clear. Um, 
But in the end, after all this messing about with needing vast slave labour amounts, um, an old man and two young people clear the debris that, to be honest, they could have hired, you know, a, a, a navvy for a couple of hours and could have cleared that debris field. Well, it's all polystyrene. All it's you all need is a strong yeah. wind and it would have all but, blown away. But what, what is stupid is they say, we've got to dig in this point. But literally, three feet to one side, it's completely clear. Yes. Just move it a bit, mate. It's not that precise. <sighs> Another question I've got about yep. this is the the quarks we will see prepare these drilling sites. Yes. Now, in the original designs, the original sketches, they had interchangeable hands yep. to do things. What we see of the quarks, they can't lift a bloody thing. No. You know? They, they can't go upstairs. Yeah. They can't climb over a rock. They have trouble just walking along a sandy flat surface don't they mm. they're not they're not great i do like the i like the design of the quarks and i like the fact that you know they've they've got the three arms rather than two um and they do make they do try and do things with like where the quarks have to hold on to things and it's like electric terminals and that and it, they're making an effort but yeah the the quarks don't look like they're they're particularly good at doing anything it's it's the dalek syndrome again isn't it but the daleks for some reason you can suspend your disbelief. Mm. And I don't know why, but as soon as you see the darks mo- the, the quarks move it with those little little legs, they've got such cute legs, um, you, you can't suspend your belief. Well, that's the you? difference then, isn't it? The Daleks yeah. don't have legs. Maybe if the that's Daleks did have it, legs, yeah. maybe, you know, we would have laughed. Well, I won- yeah, I wonder if it is as simple as that, that the Daleks glide... So therefore, your brain is going to be much more forgiving because you'll go, okay, they're gliding. Yeah. So I will assume they can do other things. Yeah. Whereas with a quark, you go, oh, look at them wobbling about on their yeah. little legs. My favourite scene in this entire thing is where one of the quarks gets blown up and his two smoking feet are left. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, that's comedy gold. That's Monty Python, that is. It is, yes, yeah. Yeah. All right, um, well, well, yes. quite quite a long way into this yeah, episode one. That's when the TARDIS arrives, yeah. doesn't it? And isn't it knackered? Jesus Christ. It, even in black and white, yeah. it looks shagged out, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks absolutely like... If it was yours in your garden, you'd just kick it over and burn it, wouldn't you? Yeah, if that was your garden shed, you'd give up, wouldn't yep. you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they land in front of an unconvincing photo backdrop, yep. which we get we get to see quite a bit of, don't we? Yes, thanks to uh, Mr. Troughton. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got quite a bit of this. Yeah. Um, the doctor's taken them to Dulcis for a holiday. Yeah. He, he's quite, you know, excited well, by all this, isn't he? He's been here before, and it was super peaceful last time. Um, what I, I was trying to think, what, did, did he come as Hartnell, or did he come as Troughton? When did he come before? I think he would have gone as Troughton, I think. Well, I was trying to think, is there a gap between between companions I suppose well I suppose he could have perhaps come because he Jamie's not been here before so it must have been Power the Daleks before the Highlanders must have been between Power the Daleks and the Highlanders because that's the only time Jamie's not with him Mm. Um, but yeah it's it's interesting that the Doctor he's tired because he's been showing repeats during the summer holiday hasn't he um (laughs) So they decided to uh, to bridge the summer holiday gap between seasons with uh, a repeat showing of Evil of the Daleks. But yes. they 
they they weirdly or cleverly or however you want to do it they bookended it with trout and introducing it as if the doctor he's meant to be mentally projecting this into um into zoe's, zoe's mind yes. yeah yeah now he needs a rest from doing does, all that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and, six episodes, it's a lot to project. Yes. And, yeah, it's a planet of pacifists. And, yes. And that, this is a sign of the times of when it was written because yep. you did have the whole peace movement kicking off big time in America and Britain at the time, didn't you? Yeah. Weird, weirdly, this is, a, this is a criticism of the pacifist movement, though, isn't it? It's, this, this is, a, this is a, a, a harangue against pacifism, that pacifism doesn't work. Early Doctor Who was quite weirdly right wing, wasn't it? In mm. certain in certain areas, like the Daleks, is about the fact that pacifism can't work. You've got to fight. You've got to mm. fight. And this is the same sort of thing, isn't it? They're sort of criticising the Dominators and criticising the the Dolkians or whatever you want to call them. Um, <coughs> they're both wrong. I don't know what the I, I don't know what the message is here. It's very mixed. Well, you could say that about the whole story, couldn't you? Yes, you yeah. know. Um, so they find this ruined building, um, which yes. is a war museum. Um, presumably- well, this, yeah, this is this is weird as well because the Doctor is amazed that Dolkis could. He says you couldn't have weapons on Dolkis. So then he they find a war museum, and he says this is a war museum. Um, I mean, and he he judges that by the fact that there's a gun on the counter. I mean, if they're looking at, at they judge things by like things on display. They'd have a field day in my room. I tell you. <laughs> um, and then he he says, "No, no, you can't have weapons on these weapons. They're banned. They're banned by whom? Because if they're banned by the the planet Dolkis, then the Doctor must know that they had weapons. So his earlier statement that they can't have weapons makes no sense. Is it banned by some sort of intergalactic council?" It makes no sense what he's saying. I'm more puzzled by this yeah. building because, you know, it's it's in ruins, isn't it? Yes. Well, partly. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be... They, they sort of say it's like the, the houses that they put in the bomb path yeah. to test where the houses would be blown over. So that, that yeah. museum was there for 170 years. Yep. Why would you put a, a, a museum about war on a test site... To destroy the weapons at the same time, or what? Because it clearly didn't work. You've got a laser gun that's perfectly yeah working. It, yeah. Why? Why would you? I I can almost see that you might because they say it's to show the horrors of nuclear war. So they 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 set off this test bomb, um, and it was so powerful they decided to leave the island radioactive to teach the new, new generations about the terror of nuclear yes. weapons. To do that, they put a museum dedicated to showing off those weapons yes. in the middle of the radioactive zone that school people, school kids go to. to, to and it seems to be quite a boring thing for them, don't they? The, the, the kids we see... Kids, they're like 30. <laughs> the, the kids we see are bored by this. It's very much, it's, it'd be like us going to a muse- local museum, wouldn't it? It's, yes. there's, no, there's no excitement here. So I wonder then why Cully thought trips to this island would be something people would pay extra for as a bit of a thrill when you literally could go with it with your school yes yeah because there's a survey unit on the island as well isn't there yeah 
Yeah. Um, and and that, that's when, you know, they are found and taken to the survey unit. And you've got somebody called Educator Balin there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it says it was a look into atomic energy. They, they detonated the bomb to see if they could harness the atomic bomb. And they stopped it after the, this first test explosion. And as you say, it's a warning to future generations not to meddle yeah. with atomic energy. Um, while this is going on, the the dominators are still bickering still between lagging. each other. This, yeah, this is where we find out that that the young one he, he's a probie, and he? he's a he's a new navigator. Yeah, and I don't I don't quite know why they've entrusted him this job. No, he's funny, old Toba. I was I was watching it and watching it, and it's like I know you from somewhere. I know I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere, and I couldn't figure it out. And then a couple of days ago. Uh, watching for an upcoming effectively speaking uh the 1980 flash gordon yeah. he's the oh, captain uh, of on the, age, he's the on ajax, the ajax. Yeah. yeah oh god i've oh, i i was thinking the same thing why do i know this guy why do i know this guy yeah he's the captain uh, of war rocket ajax of war rocket ajax yeah with the, the fancy helmet on yeah oh, it's the gap goodness. in the teeth that's what yeah. it was that's i was remembering his gap in the teeth yeah, and I'll tell you what, the Dominators, uh, um, um, I, I chose it because, as I say, I've always found the look interesting. And also, the scowling, you know, Rago, old Ronald Allen, yeah. I, I n- only, only know him from Crossroads. I think yeah, most people do. Yeah, where, where he was David Hunter. Yeah. And he was very suave in that, wasn't he? He was almost yes. like, he, he thought he was James Bond. Yeah, he was um, the rakish cad. He, he was, and he, he couldn't be anything less like that in this role. He's yep. just permanently pissed off and permanently scowling, isn't he? Do you, do you think he's just acting really well, or he, as an actor, he was pissed off? Well, off no, apparently he, he had a great sense of humour, and he was always taking yeah. the mickey, and, you know, it was quite an enjoyable I mean, he is, shoot. Yeah, he is, uh, he's one of those actors that... Although he's known for Crossroads, he was a really good actor. He, he seemed, I think his range wasn't great, but he was a, a good actor. He had a presence to him. And he's mm. all, he's, I think he's all right in this. He's quite good. But it's just he's not given anything to do. No, and what he does do, he endlessly repeats. Same yeah. as Toba. They Standard have the same scowl, conversation yeah, over and scowl. over. And it's the way that every time the two of them come in, it's like you're watching a pantomime. That's the way yeah. a villain walks from the wings yeah. onto the stage. Yeah, very, very pantomime villains. It's yeah. a shame because I, I just wish they've got enough episodes, and they've you know the story just doesn't doesn't stretch, does it? No. So no. there's tons of filler. Um, the other thing, I mean, yeah, the what, what's obvious as well here because is that the sets are tiny. Mm. You know, it's we don't we don't see the control room of the Dominator spaceship until episode two. Um, and in episode one, obviously, they, they can only build a set number of sets, and I presume because they add colours, spaceship, and things like that. The, the sets we do see are, are just absolutely tiny. They become laughably tiny later on mm. when, when we meet the travel part. Um, that can take two people. Yeah, that can take two people. Um, but it, it, it all, even now, so we're about three quarters of the way, almost complete episode one, and you can see... It's already hit the strains of what it can do for the budget. Mm. 
Um, which is it was is a crying shame because normally it takes a few episodes to hit that point in classic Who. But it's like oh, the money's run out already. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the Doctor and Jamie are captured. They're yes. caught by Toba and two quarks. You say you like the design of the quarks. Yeah, I quite like them. I, th- I think they're, they're nicely weird. In fact, I was watching, looking at it and going, oh, I wonder if I, should I make a quark? Because they're quite simple. But I do mm. like... They're, they're sort of, if you were making a, a service robot, this is the sort of thing you would make, isn't it? It's, mm. they, they remind me a bit of the gonk droid from Star yeah. Wars. The way Definitely walk, the legs. You know? Definitely yeah. the legs, yeah. Well, the body um, and the legs. Yeah. Yeah. And these, these, of course, were played by school kids, weren't they? They were, they were, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah th- so they're captured, and Jamie's examined yeah. by David Hunter. And uh, I, I quite like his, like, clear perspex helmet thing that he's got that he puts on to examine Jamie. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, I, I'm sure the... Um I'm sure that's from the Ice Warriors, isn't it? I'm sure it's a reused prop. Oh, I've, I've got a couple of reused things in... Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes but not that bit um, yeah and Toba says that they are inferior and they should be destroyed oh what yeah. a surprise um, and uh, yeah throughout his examination um, Rago says he only has one heart so presumably Dominators have two hearts or, or more than yeah. two well you know? yeah I don't know are they time hearts um, th- I have to say that the, the, there's a couple of redeeming features uh, in this story, and Jamie, as usual, is one of them. Mm-hmm. Fraser Hines is amazing. The, the, I love this whole examination scene with him and Pat Trout, and this this is this is gold. Make make the most of these scenes. Yeah, I mean all this bit, I'm yeah. I'm I'm enjoying, you know, because the doctor says, you know, you've got to act dumb. Yes. Um, which is which is classic Troughton, isn't it? Is the um, he he blends in by appearing to be stupid, but yeah. he's actually the sharpest guy in the room. Um, but I love the fact that they just they 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 examine Jamie and just completely write him off. Yes. They're not a threat at all. I love <laughs> later on when they bump into him and says, "What what are you doing here?" Well, you told me to avoid the cracks, and I'm trying to do it. And they just go, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Yes, yeah. I, I love this. It's brilliant. This is my. This is this is like say one of the redeeming points is the regulars. Yeah, the um, bit where um, Toba says, you know, to the doctor, you know, when he's sat in front of that box and he's got to put all the shapes in the in the holes and everything, and uh, just before he puts his hands through the holes to do that, and Toba says, "Hands." Uh, Patrick Trout and holding his hands up to Toba. That was uh, completely improvised on the well, spot. Yeah, that was I can an imagine ad-lib. it's it's really good. Um, they also, the, I thought it was uh, ironic that the the Dominators. I, I think it's in this scene. Or it might have been the scene before where they they they're explaining they're doing pure ex, ex uh, position dialogue, and they say that their job is to create boreholes. And I just thought, yeah, that's apt. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They they are very boring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because we've got the continual ranting from Rago about, you yes. know, the quarks must conserve their power, how much, you know, they need the slaves, etc., etc., etc. This does feel like... This feels like a sitcom where the dad wants the the um, heating to be on low all the time, but the teenager keeps turning it up. It's that same dynamic, isn't it? He's always worried about the power bill, mm. and, and yet the, the teenager... Is like no, 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 I'm going to put my stereo on and, and and listen to stuff. Yeah, I mean, the the quarks, right? Yes. Um, Can you understand what they're saying? No, 
no, everyone, occasionally a word, yeah. um, but um, no, most times I had to put the subtitles on to understand yeah. what they're saying. Um, they are, I just find them very silly because, you know, um, Tobor Arago say, says to the quarks, record all data. Yeah. And to do that, they turn round and round and round. And then you've got the recharge thing, which is moving their yeah. arms in Working and out. Their arms in and out. Yeah. yeah. And then destroy. You never see that effect again. Whenever they shoot their weapons, there's no there's no effect. Yeah. On um, it at all. <coughs> this what I mean again. A, a slight troubling thing about early Who is you didn't get many rays, did you? you didn't get many ray guns. Um, but they yeah they make no effort at all. I mean there's occasional you'll see a bit of smoke come out of a victim. But there's it's not even like they do the old Dalek black and white or no. the Ice Warrior ripple. Um, I think they probably were going to do the the photo thing and I wonder if perhaps there was some complaints no right maybe I don't know Um, but but interesting as well is we we get um, our first sort of glimpse of Troughton on location except it's not Troughton is it it's not it's obviously not Patrick Troughton no apparently this this location filming um, was going to be done at a weekend and Patrick yeah. Troughton said no I've got to I've got to have time off I've got to spend some time well, with my family well he had family. two families didn't he so. yes yeah so so I've, in behind the scenes I've got the name of the guy um, yeah oh, 60s TV quality wasn't that good I don't think you would have noticed that's no, not I Patrick Troughton but I now because so, this yeah. is, because this is a good print you, yeah. There are some shots where the actor turns his face to the side almost. You can yeah. really see it's not Patrick well, Troughton on, at all. Well, on the old VHS, which was um, pre-Vidfire, so it was you know a, a telecine print, um, a lot of the, the things that look wrong with this program, like the fact of Troughton's not in it, the tackiness of the, the, the Act Dominator's outfits and that, you don't see. You just no. can't see. The, 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 um, it's just not... The definition's not there. Hmm... Um, yeah, we've got the travel craft in amongst all this as well, haven't yes. we? This like two-seater with no windows. Um, from the outside, it looks like a Flash Gordon spaceship, but inside, it, it it's almost like a. It, I, I I get the feeling it's like a a, a travel pod from Space 1999 or something like that. But it's so but poorly. Yeah, it's so poorly uh, designed. This isn't it? Yeah, it's a two-seater, but it's it's front and back seat. It looks really uncomfortable to get in and out of. Um, it looks like a funfair ride, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. It's a pure plot device, isn't it? It's it's uh, it's definitely. Well, uh, you say plot, yeah. but here we go. Now <laughs> well, we're, we have we're, the endlessly. We're just endlessly... at the end of episode one, aren't we? Good God, yeah. how long have we been talking about this? If you think this is boring, watch the episode. Christ. I mean, because now, yeah, you did warn me about this, but yeah, yeah. you just have interminable. Travelling from point A to B, and then B to A, and then or you get to B and you find the people you thought were there have already gone back, so you have to go back. And oh, good lord! Yeah. So, so really, for the next, basically, for the next, for the rest of the story, isn't it? You've got, you've got like about three different plot points. You've got the the council on in the capital city arguing that they can't do anything because mm-hmm. to do anything would involve possibly a slight bit of action and you know they can't afford it they're very much the this this is these are the scenes where they're taking the mickey out of pacifists that if you're a pacifist you're therefore going to get you know walked mm. over by anyone that's not a pacifist so we've got interminable scenes of of 
this happening. I mean, they introduced Brian Kent at one point, and and like that was the high point, I think, for Anne. She goes, look, it's, it's Playaway Guy. Yeah. And then we started singing Playaway theme, and that was that was the highlight of, <laughs> of watching that episode for us. But What is uh, his point? Yeah. I mean, apart from dying... I had no point whatsoever. That, that, he should have been Cully. Yes. Oh, yeah. Imagine him as Cully. Much better actor, much more personality. And younger. And younger, yeah. <laughs> you could sort of get away with the fact by saying he could be a rebel. Yes. Um, yeah, so we meet the we meet um, Cully's father, who is like the worst actor ever. I don't know who the guy is, but he just cannot act. Um, oh, that's that's a bit cruel, isn't it? He probably can act. He's just not given anything to to act with here. No. So he's the he's the we we don't do anything because it might involve you know something that goes against our pacifist ways. Um, you get. I can't even remember whether it's two or three times where you get a crossover, you get the farcical crossover where the doctor's the doctor's looking for Zoe and travels to the capital city. In the meantime, Zoe's travelled back to the island and then they travel back to the island, but in the meantime the dominant oh god, it's just it's just endless backwards and forwards. And um, yeah, I mean this is a this is a five part story, isn't it? Apparently it yes. was meant to be six, but they cut a lot to make it Thank five. God. <laughs> you could have cut a lot more yeah. to, and made it four. Yeah, this would have been not a bad four-parter, a really good little exciting three-parter. Mm. Um, in fact, as a two-parter, we're just introducing the, you know, cut cut all the city stuff and just have a two-parter. That would have been good. Mm. You know, we don't get enough two-parters, I don't think. No, but, but we have these team-ups, don't we? Because yes. we've got Cully and Jamie... Yeah, Cully and Jamie, so their role... And they, to be fair, they get the most interesting role. Their role is to... They get separated and decide to start destroying quarks. Mm. Jamie's really good at this. Um, I, I, do like, I do like his enthusiasm for doing this. And, and I think Cully, he almost, almost gets a character arc in that he sort of realises that, that this, is, this is what being a rebel is all about because Jamie of course is is a rebel isn't he he was yes. a Jacobite rebel um, so Jamie gets some good stuff so yeah and then you get um, uh, Zoe and at uh, the start with Zoe and the bearded old guy mm-hmm. um, and, and this, uh, just take a moment to discuss here is is what the hell is happening to Zoe's costume so Zoe changes into <laughs> this leotard but it's completely ripped and split up the back yeah, she yeah she has an accident, and oh. uh, yeah, you can see in the next scene yeah. that they they've repaired the shoulder strap, but it keeps slipping down. But yeah. then they repair it even more, and so yeah yeah it was falling apart basically like the rest afford, of it. They couldn't afford to buy her a new a new leotard. But why did she get changed? I don't I don't know I because I, I suppose plot wise it's because. They wanted her to be mistaken for the other with the other Dolkis people, but at no point did they question like that Jamie and the Doctor are wearing no. different clothes. No. So I'm not entirely sure what the reason is there. I mean, it could be a, just it could be as as pure and simple as they wanted to get uh, Wendy Pabry into a bit of a more revealing outfit. Maybe, but I've know. got a mental image of the Doctor and Jamie in those curtains. Oh dear, that would be good. That would have been something. I imagine yeah. Pat Troughton would have rebelled at that point. So, yes, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a really weird shot where 
at some at one point. I mean, we're not we've sort of given up discussing the story here, and I don't think we can go through it story wise. But there's one one at one point they um, Jamie and Cully get trapped in a nuclear fallout shelter underground. Yes, and they can't they can't get the hatch open because you know some rocks have fell on the hatch in at that cliched old way. And there's one scene where um, Jamie climbs the ladder to go and test the hatch and Cully just goes up behind and looks straight, straight up his up kill. Straight up his kill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, well, and I, I imagine this is this is the actors trying to put a bit of a bit of a laugh into stuff, isn't it? Because it's so obviously staged. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but this is where it all gets very tedious and I'm just not interested yeah. in in anything, yeah. you know, when No, when, it you're you're right. The, the the interest level just wanes completely. About about a third through episode two, and it yeah. doesn't really come back. And unfortunately, mm. you know, after episode two, there's three more, and it's just yeah. I was just waiting for it to end um, because well, um, not much happens really. No, not not a it? lot happens, and it's full of really weird stuff. So, like at one point, um, the the beardy old guy is dis- is describing Dolkis science, and it's barking mad, and they, he says that. Because he, he he accepts that the doctor is an alien, mm. and and Zoe's like uh, you you don't question. It. He goes, no, I I believe anything, and he says that the universe is amazing. I'll believe anything until I'm proven differently. It's like that's not how science works. You no, no wonder your planet's <laughs> in a state. Um, but yeah, there's lots and lots of just endless bickering with the dominator so that's the other group in it is we got the two dominators endlessly bickering yeah. we got cully and jamie running about blowing things up well they're, they're, they're nice dropping shots, rocks on them to yes. begin with yeah but then comedy, they get the rifle don't they yeah large comedy rocks yeah um yeah jamie finds uh the uh the laser rifle and he's for some reason he's decided he's got to shoot both quarks in line yeah, you can't just shoot them one at a time because they don't mention that it's only got one shot in it or anything, do they? They just no. it's just not. Oh, I got to wait till they're lined up, or Cully has and Jamie bumps into him or something. Um, the doctor, the doctor comes back in the travel pod, and then Jamie points out that the travel pod is going to land them where the quark is because they've just seen a quark on it. So the doctor does his comedy, usual shouting comedy bit of tearing a machine apart, mm-hmm. and he he lands it. Uh, short of the the landing bay, and then they go off to uh, to to discover what's happening, and they go back to the museum and that. And then literally, the 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 dominator says he wants to go and use the travel pod, and the doctor goes, "Okay." So, and they turn around, and it's there. It's next to the drilling yeah. site. And it's like, is this was it meant to be there, or is this just bad direction? Because mm. the, the sets were small in them days, but. It's laughable, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's children's TV stuff. Well, from here on in, I've, I've only watched it the once, so everything's a yeah. bit vague. But, but when Rago, the Dominator, yeah. goes to uh, the city, yeah. he goes in that travel pod. Yes. He can fit in that travel pod with those yeah, I shoulders. I wanted to see that. We don't see that shot. I wanted to see that shot. But he takes a quark with, a quark. with him. Yeah. So the quark gets in the travel pod. Yep. It yeah, can't bear, bend bear its knees. Mind, it's got no knees. Yeah, bearing in mind, the only way to get into this travel pod is through a, a, a small hatch on the on side. On the side, yes. Um, <laughs> which, which, like, Jamie has to clamber in. I, yeah, I don't... Luckily, we're spared the shot of 
the quark and the dominator trying to get in and him pushing the quark in and getting a crowbar and trying to get in um so he goes to the he goes to the uh the 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 capital and goes just weirdly wanders into the uh the like the equivalent of their houses of parliament yeah. No, no one stops it. No one's no. questioning. Well, we never see anything else of the city no, apart from this one room. Yeah, yeah and, a, and a very poor matte painting out the window. Oh, that is of poor. What, of what looks like some mushroom houses. Um, and he, so he wanders in, and they're like, "Oh, what are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm a dominator. I'm a dominator. I'm a dominate <laughs> you." Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They say. Um, and then you get Brian Kant, and he does his one is one bit of of resistance, doesn't he? He says, uh, "No, no, you're not doing that." And they kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and the others go, yeah, all right, we'll do what you say then. It's so, there's no, there's no, and that's about the level of excitement that, that the actors put in it. So then, having wasted, you know, 10 minutes doing all this, the Dominator then just goes back to the island without any of the slaves that he no. was there to get. These all-important the, slaves. Yeah, the totally important slaves. And when he gets back, it turns out that the Quark's mucking about doing the digging anyway... Have, have finished the digging and the drilling. Yes. So why did you need the slaves yeah. in the first place? And and what they're going to do, they like I said, they're going to drop a uh, a Kinder egg that's a nuclear bomb. Literally drop it. I mean, literally just stand yes. over it and drop it into this hole in the ground that they've drilled. Um, but in the meantime, the doctor decides that the only way to stop this is in because he's seen the Dalek invasion of Earth of course he, you know, yes. he's seen that. so if you dig sideways from the underground bunker they can they can catch the egg going down yes. and this is this is, uh, this is a first again so this is the first time we see the sonic screwdriver not being a screwdriver mm. this is the first time that it's used as a laser cutter and to do it he puts it in like a gun holder yes uh, really, you never see anyone doing the props of these. Do you? you never see anyone building the little gun handle that no, the no, no, no. goes into? So he he uses this to dig a very very quick tunnel. I mean, the Great Escape. This is not. It's a huge tunnel. It's a huge, to, to, yeah. To do in that time, yeah. Considering uh, you've got no digging tools. Yeah, and I do like that. Like halfway through, he's like, "I'm tired," and he goes, "It's like Zoe, your turn." And they just send poor Zoe up there. Yeah to do the digging so they, they dig this tunnel in about four minutes um and luckily they get to the point where they, they can actually grab the egg this is all off camera yes don't, don't <laughs> expect to see exciting scenes of ian chesterton you know doing anything in a dalek mind no this is all described off camera um so the the dominator is going to drop this egg uh turn the island into a volcano a radioactive um, volcano. Radioactive volcano, which then will the the rockets will bl- explode and it will become a radioactive mass floating in space, kill everyone. So what was the point of going to get those slaves? Yes, because you're just going to kill them like three seconds later. Oh, it's just madness. Um, so they catch this egg so that it doesn't go off. But then the doctor has a comedy moment where he can't disarm it because mm-hmm. it's sealed. So, like, um, so he decides on the plan. And he tell, he says to Cully or whatever he goes, uh, go and tell your council that you might see a volcanic explosion here, but that's all it'll be is a, it'll be a local volcano. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so his plan is to get his uh, his double uh, that's in the quarry to comedy run with this egg, and he's putting it on the Quark spaceship. Mm. Um, 
but it's it's done in such a way on this tiny set that the Troughton is is sort of tiptoeing behind this quark and he puts the bomb between the quark's legs. Yeah. This sounds much more exciting than it is. <laughs> um, so the the dominators take off and go boom boom, um, because the the egg for some reason just rolls out of the lift or whatever onto mm. their onto their spaceship, um, and then the rockets go off, which causes the volcanic explosion. Why didn't they try and stop the rockets? Mm. True. What? Yeah. Why? Why let them go off? I mean, you could have literally just gone and kicked them over. I find it odd that the Doctor's forgotten that the TARDIS is right where it's going to erupt. Yes. Yeah. Well, he he's he's not he's not concerned, is he? He's sort of oh look a volcano that's something new. I'll go and sit and watch this. And Jamie points out that they're in the path of it. Yeah. Um, with the, uh, the episode ending, so it ends, and Anne goes, uh, she goes, "You said this was the last episode. Is there more to this?" No. <laughs> You're all right. Don't worry. Um, yeah, and and. That's sort of it. Mm. That's five episodes worth of plot right there. I know. I do apologise. I do apologise. I, I, I wasn't no, to know. Yeah. I wasn't to know. Um, I say it's got, it's got some good bits in it. It's the sort of thing you, you probably want to put on while you're doing something else. Well, like trying to sleep? Yeah, trying to sleep or, yeah, or you're out shopping, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Put yeah. it on for the cat. Um, <laughs> it's not one of my favourite Troutons. Um, I do... I find... I find a lot of Troutons like this, that there's some really good ones, but then there's a lot of padding in Troutons time as the Doctor. Mm. I was I was going to say, you know, it's a shame that this story exists when so yeah. many others' perceived classics are lost. But if this was a lost story and we only had screen grabs and audio, do you think it might be regarded a bit better? It's still... Yes. I yeah. don't know. I, I've, I've got it on... Um, audio and it 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 works better on audio i think but i this is my worry with like people people to go on about like fury from the deep and that and i don't think it would be the same reason but i i reckon that some of these troutons if they were discovered wouldn't quite be so thought of as highly like evil of the daleks i find quite quite boring Mm. even on audio there's a couple of good episodes at the end but most of it is just tedious plonking about in where's backwards and forwards again isn't it that one it's just endless i i know they were having um huge budget problems at this point uh so so they they came up with this idea that the longer stories meant you could spread the budget better Mm. um but i think the stories suffer because of it I, I I'm really pushed to think of a six parter that that sustains its length that isn't actually just a four parter and a two parter bolted together. Mm, yeah. I can't think of many. Even I mean I love the original Daleks, which is a seven parter. It's like I love that, but by God it drags in places. Mm. You know. Four parts, that's what you want. Yeah. Four parts max. We like the four parters, don't we? We do, yeah. All right, um, so I thought, you know, in our ratings and everything, I thought we would do the Dominators and the Quarks. Yep. All right, true. so so if we do the Dominators first, yep. do you think they're going to dominate this list? Uh, I don't think so. I, <laughs> I, whether we will argue as much as the Dominators do on the merits of them, I don't know. Um, now, 
the design of them. I'm sure I've seen somewhere the original sketch design mm-hmm. for the Dominates. I can't, I've seen it somewhere in one of the books. Um, I think the design is is really good. I think it's quite a nice alien design. I've not I've nothing against the design of the Dominators. Um, so I mean, score wise, I'd probably give it a six. I think it's, it's good, solid design. Well, what you were saying there, I thought you were going to um, um, go higher than that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think it's a, an average. It's no Ice Warrior, is it? Let's be no. honest. Um, they've tried to do something different with it, um, and, and I say I think I think it's the execution that lets it down. Yeah. Well, I I like them. I like yeah. them in the photos. Um, the facial makeup is a bit extreme. Yeah. But no, I I I like the um, the high shoulders. I I think Ronald Allen called them uh, that um, giant wood lice. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. something a bit reptilian about them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so I'm I'm Insectual. quite a bit higher than you. Oh right. Oh. I, I I put seven and a half. Well, that is very generous. Yeah. Well, this is on design though. Have you? Have, yeah, on design. Have you got? Is there an eagle moss figure of Dominator? Don't know. I don't. Don't not see. I don't know. And I don't think there's a quark, is there? No. I might make a quark. quark I think quarks would be quite easy to make. You could make a full-size one and turn it into a, 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 a mini-fridge, couldn't you? You could. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Um, all right, so uh, design-wise, uh, the Dominators get 6.75, right? Which right. is the same as what we gave the, gave the Hemovores. Yeah, I think that's sort of fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But how effective are Ooh. they? Well, this is, yeah, the, the effect of drops. I think this is a perfect storm of, of, of poor choices again, isn't it? So they look cheap. They don't look particularly easy to wear. And the actors doing it don't, don't really uh, do anything. It's interesting what you said about the, the over-stylized makeup. I wonder what it would look like on an old 425 line set. Hmm. Would it look... Would, yeah, that'd be interesting. Because it's almost stage makeup. It, yes, the, the, yeah, yeah. the way they used to overemphasize yeah. things, so from the back you could really still see them. Yeah, yeah, you can still see the shape. So I wonder if that was the case. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the execution—it looks cheap. It doesn't look particularly practical, and it's not the way they're acting is is weird. I'm not sure what they were aiming at. Um, so for me, the execution drops to a four. That's exactly what I've got. Yeah. I did it in my calculator ready, but that's what I've put. Um, a four means that they are equal with the Vord. This is effectiveness, of well, course. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, and the Yeti from the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. All right. I think we might get a lot of 60s creatures clumped together in this sort of score, in it? Because I don't... I think the, the intent was there, but the... The execution. Yeah, the execution, the expertise and the budget just wasn't there to do it. All right. So they have a unique uh, adversary rating then. All right. Well, uh, five... no one else got four. Uh, no, no, that's... That, that, oh, that's, oh, of course that, you add them That's effectively... Yes, yeah, the yeah. adversary, if I add, add the two together uh, yeah. and divide it, it ends up 5.38, which is oh, an unusual dear, number. Very unusual, yeah. Which means they're going to be in a caravan by themselves. I'm just looking where they are down the road. All right, next door, quite close at 5.4. Okay, so just slightly up just from close, them yeah. is uh, the Warriors of the Deep Sea Devils. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're both shuffling. Uh... Yeah. 
and and big slight, shoulders. Yeah, so. and slightly down the road from them is uh, the War Machines with See, a five point two five. I think you underscored the War Machines. Do you? Yeah. Okay. But All right. It's, I'll fight for your right to underscore them any day. All right. Well, talking about underscoring, do I underscore Ooh, the yeah. quarks? What do you give the quarks? Um, I. I like the design of the quarks. Again, there is a, a drawing of the quarks somewhere. The quarks went on to a very good career in comic strips, and I think that that really sums them up a bit, isn't it? That they 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 work well as a comic strip style mm. robot. I do like. I've always been fascinated by them. Even so, when you saw photos of them and you and it's like that that insect, you know, the 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 insect. Um, houses you can get which are all tubes oh yes yeah you know in your garden for bees to live in that and that's what their heads look like yes, imagine if yeah. you left a if you left a quark in a garden for a couple of days it would get, have a beehive stuck to it um have a beehive hairstyle i do like the design i'm i'm gonna give these a seven for the design a seven yep all right um i don't like the design I like I like what you're saying, all the little circular yeah. things between the sections on the head. But I don't I don't think the round head suits the square body. I don't like the spikes on the round head. I don't like the arms that fold out and go back in. It looks very crude. Everything yeah. looks very crude. The feet look crude. Everything looks crude. So I, yeah, I, I quite like the arms. I quite like the fact that it's not... They could have easily just stuck people's arms out in tubes sort of things. And I like the fact that they fold up. They're, they're neat robots, so they, their arms fold up neatly. So I, I like mm, But they look, <laughs> just look like planks of wood to me, Yeah. the arms. Which, yeah, oh, I thought you meant the actors. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. So you gave it a seven. I yeah. gave them a three. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So that's an average of a five, all right? The quarks. Okay. The quarks are a five. What also got a five in uh, design was uh, the abominable snowman version of the Yeti yeah. and Sontaran Val from the two doctors. Oh. All right. Not good company there, really. Um, now, what about the effectiveness of the quarks? Um, taking it as an overall, I, the voices, I quite like... I like the the way they do the voices, but I just can't understand them, mm. and I don't know whether it needed someone to just enunciate better. But they got—it's it's quite a nice effect. That's a weird high-pitched thing they do. Um, when they start walking, that's when it goes a bit lower, quite literally downhill, which is where a lot of the quarks ended up. Um, I, I would do a five and a half on the effectiveness. I, I like them, but yeah, the, the, your suspension of disbelief requires a bit. I need an awful lot more suspension of yeah. disbelief than you. I, 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 I don't believe in them for one second. I don't think they've got any sense of menace about them. They've got no sense of threat about them. Their walking is very comical. Their voices, as you say, are hard to uh, understand yeah. and are just very... You're meant to be scared of these things, but with voices like that, you know, and no, no, <coughs> I'm not, not a fan... No, no, I only gave them a two for the effectiveness, all right? Wow, is that your... No, it's not your low score. You've given a zero. Yeah, I've given a zero to the Merka, yes. Oh, yes, yes. yeah. So they're above a Merka. So so that gives them an effectiveness of 3.75, all right? Quirky buddies. Now, I'm just going to do the the maths here. Uh, So you wouldn't wouldn't have been, uh, as a kid, you wouldn't have been, like, buying TV comic and... 
Uh, you know, I, I don't think I ever got TV comic. I remember it. I might have got an annual or something, but I never bought it. Not weekly. I've Definitely I've got, not. I've got all the TV comic annuals. I'm sure there's a quack, couple of quack strips in it. Oh, so I might have seen them in that then. Yeah. All right. Well, we have, we have a final adversary rating for the quarks then, because uh, they come out on an odd number as well. Um, the, it's funny. The the dominators were five point three eight. The yeah. quarks are four point three eight. Oh. You know. Wow. So they are in a caravan by themselves. You know, only what one, two, three, four caravans away from their masters. They are at number four point three eight. Uh, just up the road, you've got the Crotons and the Rachnos living in a caravan yep. together. And just down the road, you've got the abominable Snowman Yeti. Yeah, wow. I think the Crotons, yeah, they're, they're distant cousins of the Crotons, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, behind the scenes, now this, the writer credited is Norman Ashby. Yes. Which you know is a pseudonym. Yeah. Hmm. Because the original writers are Mer- Mervyn Hazeman yep. and Henry Lincoln. And this, yeah, this this was the point where they fell out with the Beeb, wasn't it? This is they, where they said goodbye to the Beeb, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. this, this scuppered a lot because the the TV comic was uh, <coughs> was also going to promote heavily the Yeti. Mm-hmm. And I, I I can't remember what they fell out about. It was some rights issue, wasn't it? I can't remember whether it was the rights to that the BBC had sold off the rights to the Yeti when it wasn't theirs, or it was something like that, wasn't it? it was no, all it's it, it's all to do with money. It's merchandising of yeah. the quarks. Of the quarks. The BBC right. had plans, yeah. or BBC Enterprises, or whatever it was called back then, had tons of plans for toys. They did see it as a lucrative new yeah. Dalek went ahead, got all these things in place without bothering to tell the co-creators yes. about it. And, yeah, that's what that was all about. And this, this, this was really weird because this is that the BBC wanted something they could exploit, yet they never bothered changing any of the, uh, the contracts with the creators. So the weird thing in Classic Who was that the writers owned the characters. The BBC did Mm. So there's, that's why in certain things you can mention, you can't mention Lethbridge Stewart, but you can mention the Brigadier because Lethbridge Stewart, the name is owned by one writer, mm. and it, it's it's a it's a mine, it's a minefield of rights, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, the um, the the two writers definitely, because they they was there was talk of suing the BBC or something, wasn't yes, it? Yes, was, yeah. yeah, and it would they they sort of would I think were sort of warned off it because it would completely kill it. Who's going to want to work with two writers that are suing the... Yeah, but I think it might be a two-way thing as well because yeah. the merchandising didn't come out, did it? So no. so, so maybe it was a two-way thing. Um, because, yes, TV21 is the only other place they, they lived on. The, the Dominators were never seen yeah. again, but the Quarks no. lived on and, and were in it quite a bit, apparently, from what I can see. Yeah, I, I know they, they certainly went on in, in comic form, yeah. I know they changed the design because the, the quarks that we see on the show have got, you know, a, a, a spike pointing up and also, yeah. you know, north, south, east and west on the head. But they, was it the two, uh, the, the front and back ones, the horizontal front and back, were removed in the comic. So it was yeah. just like ear ones and one pointy one on the top. Yeah, I don't know whether that was just because it was easier to draw or... <laughs> 
it would have been a bit weird. Um, but yeah, in the comics, there's no sign of the Dominators. They're their own force, aren't they? Yes. They're like the Daleks. They're their own militarized force. Mm. Um, it is, yeah, it, uh, it's interesting what... I mean, sometimes the behind-the-scenes stuff is more interesting than the story itself, isn't it? And in this case, I think it is. Yeah. Um, the uh, the guys, old Mervyn and yep. Henry, they, they they gave a description of how they wanted the Quark to look, which differed quite a bit from what we finally saw on, on the TV. Um, they were meant to have caterpillar tracks... Yeah. I guess that was a cost thing, wasn't it? Uh, well, don't... J- judging by how they did the Caterpillar tracks on the war machine, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, domed heads that have got an yeah. antennae. Uh, two eyes, one at the front and one at the back. Um, a square body. Well, we got that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but flexible arms. They, the arms were meant to be flexible at different levels on either side. It, so- it sounds more like... Um... The the toy version of the Lost in Space robot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially the flexible arm bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the quarks were played by children from a nearby acting school. Yeah. Um, three quarks that were built. That must have been a gig, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing. Uh, they only built three quarks, right. so that's quite funny when, when they say the island is covered in them yeah. and we only ever see three at a time. Um, and they were built. The heads were built from perspex and plastic, and the body made from fiberglass. But I would have thought, looking at it, that they it, they look wooden to me. They look like they're yeah, wood. Yeah, I, I I thought they looked a bit wooden. Yeah, the Quark voices were done by Sheila Grant. Yep. And that was done by her saying her lines very very slowly, and then they sped her voice up to normal speed, so it sounded normal, which gave you the high pitched. Yeah, uh, voice. Um, 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 now, I said about the quarry. Uh, actually, two quarries were used. There was one in Bucks and there was one in Kent. The oh. one, the one in Bucks, which is the one with the lake where you see yeah. the, the water and everything, that had appeared the year before as Telos. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, I but, do like that scene where they blow up um, Kelly's ship. Mm. That's a that's a good explosion. It is, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm guessing you know it's a quarry. They're used to explosions yeah, there true. and everything. Had, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I'm I don't know why they went to two quarries. That's you know, strange, you've got one in Bucks and one in Kent. Why don't you just do it all in one location? Well, I suppose if they if they needed the shoreline, which they're trying to say it's an island, but it's not practical to do the you know two or three days filming there and get all the actors there then yeah i could i could sort of see why they would do it in mm, yeah i'm guessing um you know the one you know near where i was living um you know was used for the smaller shots because yeah. it is quite a small quarry you certainly haven't got any lakes or anything like that there um if if you imdb it or go on doctor who yeah. locations it says rutum um quarry but it's not that's a mistake it's it's Ryarsh. Um, it, that's the village I was born in in Kent and uh, yeah it's, it's about a mile outside the village so yeah that's that um, oh yes um, you, you were saying about something was reused a prop from yeah I'm sure that, to me it looks like the same headpiece the clear perspex one that they used I think it's the ice warriors that oh, the technicians right. were wearing now the bit of information I've got is that there's a lampshade in that war museum yeah Hanging down from the ceiling. Um, that's actually part of the uh, gravito- Gravitron. 
Oh right, from um, the moon base. Yes, I yeah. do know that the uh, the quark drill ends up in um, the the museum in the Seeds of Death, doesn't it? Oh, does it? Yeah, in the Space Museum there. It's just sat there. Yeah. Oh right, okay. And then um, regarding the Dominators, the shoulder pads were fiberglass. All right, wow. Okay, overlaid with vinyl padding. And here we go. This is why it looks so tatty. The uh, you know the the trim, the the edging yeah. all over that. That's just sticky back plastic. Uh, and it's peeling off, isn't it? One Which, scene. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't have been very comfortable to wear though, could it? It was fiber. I didn't realize it was fiberglass. Yeah, it's fiberglass. Yeah, you couldn't have sat down wearing that, could no. you? Have you what se- happened to him? I don't know, but have you ever seen anyone recreate it for, no. for cons? No, never, never seen a cosplay or anything. No. They're just not cool enough, are they? No, no. I think you get laughed anyone, at. Yeah, I've never seen anyone cosplay as, as uh, one of Dolkins either. No. <laughs> and and no quarks? You haven't seen anyone? No. I mean, you'd think it'd be quite an easy one to build, the quark, wouldn't you? Well, they are um, very gonk-like. Yeah. And I, I, I know, you know, I, I built a gonk costume, yeah. you know, for my daughter when she was small. Yeah. You know, well, it'd that, be an idea. If you're, if you're a fan with young kids, quark, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant little thing to make and wander about in. Well, that's why she stopped being one, because she, she grew too tall to be a gonk, like my other Bloody daughter kids, being a Jawa. They, they let you they, down at every opportunity. Yes, yeah. And the last bit of information yeah. I've got, yeah, the, the stand-in for Patrick Troughton on location yeah. was called Chris Jeffries. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did he go on to anything? Well, I, I didn't look. I, I, I'd given up by that <laughs> You're point. you bored by yeah. that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm amazed, actually. I'm still awake. I am. I am. Um, you know, still on my bed and um, still awake. So. Yeah. Yeah. We. I think we've done quite well. Um, I'm glad. I, I. I don't think we could have gone through and described the plot in detail. No. No. Because in fact, we could have described a two-minute section. And you could have just repeated it, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It. Or it's a curious one. This one. It's, it is an oddity. Yeah. It is yes. an oddity. Yeah. And yet it still exists. How did it survive? Yes, I know, when all these other ones don't. Yeah. Do you think Fury they, they from were the going to wipe it? They were going to wipe it, and the person that was going to wipe it said, oh, I think I'll have a quick watch beforehand. Fell asleep. <laughs> Fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then woke up that. and forgot. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it then. That's our, um, our, our Dominator box can yeah. be ticked. So, uh, all right. Um, Are you glad you watched it? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I, as I say, visually, I've, I've always found them interesting. Yeah. I just wish the story lived up to it, but uh, it didn't. But there you go. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. You okay. can't win them all. Can't win them all. No. So, what have you got for us next time, well, then, Ian? Uh, so, we're, we're, we're going, um, we're visiting a small village of Devil's End. Oh, Really? We're going yeah. this early? We're going this early. We're going to have a look at the hairy-chested buffoon <laughs> that was the demon. Now, is it demon or daemon? I always said daemon. Yeah, daemon. And I'm sure in, somewhere in the episode, Pertwee says daemon. This is interesting because this, um, this is a fan classic. Yes. Everyone, everyone, you know, so you speak to all the actors that were in it. That were in it say, oh, that's my favourite story. And I think I have a theory as to why they say that. Um, but... I, I don't remember being hugely impressed with it when I watched it. It's one of those, although it's a classic story, I haven't seen it that much. I think I've only probably seen it twice. It's odd that you should say that because, you know, I haven't seen it for a while. I do own yeah. it, so thank Good. you for choosing oh, something that I own. But um, but thinking about it, it has overtones of quite a mess yes, about yeah, it, again, doesn't it? You know? we, do, we keep coming back to these sort of 
he's Quatermass and um, blood on Satan's claw. Do you think it's our our sort of village upbringing? I don't. It, know. it might be, but yeah. the, because of that, I thought you would have, you know, thought, you know, f- found it more memorable, you know, just for that reason. That yeah, you have yeah. got these overtones. And I and and I have driven through um, Old Bar. Uh, we didn't stop. It was raining, so we didn't stop. Um, but yeah, I have driven through it, and I I, I keep meaning to to um, when I was living in Oxford I kept meaning to do a, a trip there like like whenever you live close to somewhere you never visit it do you it's very you know strange I mean it. you know my place of pilgrimage you know if I could go there every week I would is Glastonbury you know mainly for Glastonbury tour and all the mythology yeah. and I, I was stunned I, I was staying there once and I was talking to uh, someone who was Glastonbury born and bred and had never been to the top of Glastonbury tour in yeah. all her life I mean, it dominates the landscape. Wherever you are in the village, you have the, the tour directly above. And she had never gone to the top yeah. in all her life. Strange, isn't it? It's like, um, I've, I've never been up Snowdon, and yet it's literally just down the road. Mm. I mean, they film bits of Doctor Who there, and yet... You'll have to come to Wales, and we'll do a, we'll do a location. Well, I was there a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah. went to the American Werewolf in London Yeah, pub, oh, yes, didn't I? I remember you know? you, yeah, That's not far from you. You could go yeah. along to there, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Um, oh, yeah, I think I, th- I think we'll have more fun next time than we did I th- this time. Yeah. I mean, because this is uh, five episodes as well, isn't it, Demons? Yes. Demons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got a feeling it will go a lot quicker while we're yes. watching it. All right. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to it because I love I love Pertwee, and this this was sort of my childhood as well. So I'm I'm hoping I'm, I'm expecting good things from it. All right. Don't don't let me down. Don't let me down, demons. Don't let me down, Damon. Yeah. All right. Okay, listener, join us next time. If you're still awake, listener. Yes, if you're still awake. And if if you're not, um, I'm sorry that we bored you. Yes. (laughs) All right. Okay. See you next time then. Bye-bye. Bye.